For our text this morning, we'll take two verses from our Scripture reading. We'll read John chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? This isn't probably what we would consider maybe a normal Christmas text. Yet we know this account really is a Christmas message. Jesus asked this man a very direct question. Wilt thou be made whole? We might assume that Jesus was just addressing this man's physical needs, but I, I think the Lord was asking something far deeper. The word whole means to be healthy, not diseased, not broken, intact, and complete. I'm wondering this morning possibly if Jesus isn't asking, maybe some even here this morning, will you be made whole? Jesus came to make people whole. That is the whole reason He came. We read even in the Gospels that say that Jesus came to save His people from their sins. Jesus came to be that Savior. He came not just as a baby in a manger, but He grew to be a man to give His life on that cross and to pay the price so that we could go free and be made whole. That is the reason Jesus came. In John 10.10, it tells us, The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 3, we also read of Christ's mission statement as it was revealed to Isaiah the prophet. He said he came to bring good tidings to the meek, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison to those who are bound, to comfort those that mourn, to bring beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, to give a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. You know, God's people were never meant to live in a constant state of defeat and discouragement. What's so sad is this time of year, it seems like, Sadness runs so deep with some people and the holidays seem to be the most difficult time rather than the most joyous time. Yet Jesus came to make people whole. You know, if the Lord asked you that question, will you be made whole? How would you respond? It's interesting how this man responded. He'd been in this condition 38 years, suffered a long time. You would have thought he would have given a resilient yes, but he responded maybe in much the way some of us might respond when asked that question. He began to make excuses. We know that. But you know, we have to want to be made whole. In order to be made whole, the Lord will not force us to be made well. He offers us wholeness. He came. He is able to do it. He's willing to do it. He wants to do it. And when I speak of wholeness, I'm talking about being spiritually whole. 
We know the Lord's able to heal physically, and sometimes He does. Many times He does, but sometimes in His sovereign will, He chooses not to, but it is God's perfect will to make everybody spiritually whole. It's not His will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So we know when the Lord speaks about wholeness, He makes that offer to every single person, but you have to want to be made whole. The Lord won't make you whole against your will. Not everybody wants to be made whole, amazingly enough. I was thinking about a time several years ago, my wife and I, our family, we lived in a little town called Visalia, California. And sometimes we would go to an area of Old Town, Visalia. It's a nice place to spend a Saturday. There were a lot of little shops there and some stores. It was a very beautiful downtown but I noticed there was a lady that would often spend a lot of time on a couple of the sidewalks there in that area. And I observed her a couple of times, and I think she may have even tried to approach my wife and I at one time, but she always wore long sleeves, and when she would see somebody come by, she would try to catch their attention, and she would approach them, and she would roll up her sleeve and expose this awful open wound It was horrible, and she was trying to generate sympathy. Unfortunately, most of the time people were repulsed, and they would pull away from her. She was literally trying to exploit something, uh, some kind of an illness for personal gain. The fact is she didn't want to be made whole. And the sad thing is, in that area, there was a hospital about two blocks down the street. There were several uh, urgent care clinics Help was available. She could have been made whole. She could have been treated easily, but she didn't want to be made whole. Well, unfortunately, some people, for whatever reason, they don't want to be made whole. The Lord can make them whole, but you have to choose to be made whole. Sadly, some people choose to remain broken. You know, you can prevent Christ from doing what He came to do. It says that Jesus came unto His own, and His own received Him not. In Matthew 13, we read that Jesus came into his own country and he couldn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Mark 6, verse 5 and 6, it tells us that it says, and he could do no mighty works save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Not too many things take the Lord by surprise. He marveled because of their unbelief. We read accounts where Jesus marveled at people's faith, but here, sadly, tragically, He marveled at their unbelief. He knew why He was there. He knew why He came. He knew what He could do. He knew He had the potential to do it, and He saw the potential in all of those other individuals, yet because of their own unbelief, because they limited the Lord in their own minds, He wasn't able to do very many mighty works there. Others often respond with excuses when the Lord asks that question, will you be made whole? Will you be saved today? You can be. You can be. Absolutely. The Lord wants to do it. But sadly, some people make excuses. This man said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled. While I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Lord, I don't have anyone to help me. People have let me down. Well, sadly, he was looking to man's help. He was looking to man to help him with something that only the Lord could help him with. 
How many people today, they they look to others for help when they need to be looking to the Lord? Maybe a doctor, a psychologist, a friend, a relationship, whatever it may be. You know, spiritual needs can only be met by Jesus Christ. This man, he had been depending on others. I think about that woman with the issue of blood. She'd suffered 12 long years. She sought the help of man. She spent everything she had. Sought out every physician and said at the end of all that, she didn't get better. She only grew worse. But you know, one moment with Jesus, Jesus was able to take care of that for that woman in a moment. What it took 12 years of seeking the help of man that couldn't do, Jesus in a moment touched her or she touched him and made him whole. So we know wholeness is available. Spiritual health, spiritual healing is available, but we have to want it. We have to receive it and accept it. Jeremiah 17.14 says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for Thou art my praise. You know, sometimes people have preconceived ideas about how the Lord is going to do this or how He's going to work. They have their own ideas about how the Lord's supposed to heal them or make them whole. Well, this man was no different. He said, at a certain time and in a certain place, when the water is troubled, uh, I need to be put into the water. And he says, he sat there, he'd watched this go on for year after year after year. In his mind, there was only one way, only one way that the Lord could do this. You know, we can limit God in our own minds. We really, truly can. But the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. It says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. He shall direct thy paths. You know, if we could put God in a box, if we could control God and dictate how the Lord's supposed to work, He wouldn't be God. We wouldn't need to serve Him. But God's so much bigger than we are. We don't want to limit Him in our own mind or think He should do things a certain way. You know, the Lord doesn't do things in conventional ways. Anyone who's served the Lord for any amount of time knows that's the truth. Romans 11.33, it speaks of the depth and riches of Christ's wisdom and knowledge. It says, how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We don't want to limit the Lord with our own ideas about how He's supposed to do something. You know, this man, he'd been so long in that condition, 38 years, this had become a way of life for him. You know, there's people that have been in their sin and their brokenness for so long, literally it just becomes a way of life. After 38 years, you probably start to think, you know, nothing's ever going to change. It's the same thing day in, day out. I go to uh, I see my opportunity, so many steps in ahead of me, and on and on it went for 38 years. He lived that way. Well, you know, the devil would love to tell you nothing's ever going to change in your life. I don't know your heart. I don't know your situation. Maybe you've been bound by something for a long time. But I, the, the Lord can deliver you. He can set you free. But the devil, he would love to keep people stuck. In that condition, he would have loved to have left this man right where he was. You know, sometimes helplessness leads to hopelessness. But God's grace and His compassion go way beyond our extremities. The Lord knows what we need.
I was thinking about a testimony I read just the other day. I've read it several times. Brother's name was Carl Lauerbauer, but he wasn't known by that name for many years. He was just referred to as Drunken Charlie. This man, at a young age, grew up in a very prominent home in Norway, but he said he had every opportunity to a successful life, but because of decisions he made, he destroyed everything in his life. He began to drink, and by age 16, he was an alcoholic. By 21, he was a hardened criminal, and because of the choices he made and the shame he brought his family, he decided to come out to Portland to try to, or to the U.S., to try to somehow make a new start, but those old addictions and habits followed him and later joined the service, but he had assaulted an officer and was thrown in solitary confinement in Alcatraz. Served a three-year sentence, and he thought maybe that would reform him, but as soon as he got out, he said he couldn't control that alcohol that had gotten a hold of him, and no time at all, he was closing the bars down and said he got so bad at nearly 50 years old, he said, I was in the gutter much of the time and getting my food out of garbage cans. I was lower than the beast ever became. He said, one night in a saloon, my shirt and shoes were taken for whiskey and cocaine. Then a 250-pound saloon keeper kicked me through the door. He'd been this way a long time. Struggled time and time, year after year, trying to clean himself up. No hope. But he said he landed on a sidewalk and he heard some people singing, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. He said he'd never heard that before. And he said as he made his way through the crowd, he heard people stand to their feet and tell about what the Lord had done for them. And he said hope took a hold of his heart for the first time in his entire life. Followed him down to the mission. And after the Lord dealt with his heart there, he said he went down and he surrendered. And the Lord broke every chain, set him free. The Lord had said, do you want to be made whole? And he responded by uh, coming to the Lord. And he said for 33 long years... I'd been bound by the drink habit. Not quite 38, but 33. He says, but in a moment of time, that habit went out of my life. The next morning found me on the streets with no money, no job, nowhere to go, but I was not in the saloon. Well, in time, the Lord helped him to find a good job, and he was able to straighten out his life and begin to correspond with his wife that he'd abandoned back there in Norway years ago. And after 10 years of correspondence, finally she came out and she saw this incredible change that had taken place in her husband's life. And in no time at all, she wanted that same change and she was saved. And for years they served the Lord together. Says later, Charlie and his wife returned to their native land there in Norway. He did missionary work until the Lord took him to heaven at the age of 80. He wanted all to know that every vile habit was broken and he was redeemed. He never had to be known again as drunken Charlie. Been in that prison a long time, yet in a moment of time, God set him free held out an offer and he received that offer through faith and the Lord delivered him. You know, we don't have to settle for being something less than what the Lord wants us to be. You know, he wasn't asking this man, Jesus wasn't asking this man, why aren't you whole? What's wrong with you? We don't even know the circumstances that led to this man's condition. Some speculate it could have even been something he had done in his own life earlier, maybe a bad decision he had made or 
Maybe a life of sin when Jesus found him later and told him to go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon thee. Some commentators think maybe because of the sin in his life before it brought him to this condition. You know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter whether there were circumstances beyond his control or things he caused by poor choices. The fact is he needed to be made whole. He needed deliverance. You know, if you're here this morning and you're bound, it doesn't matter to the Lord why you're in the condition you're in. He wants to make you whole. He wants to set you free. Well, he wasn't asking this man why. He was simply saying, do you want to be made whole? The Lord may be asking that same question this morning. You know, the Lord knew all about this man's excuses. The Lord knows about your excuses. No doubt he's probably heard them many times. Jesus knew how long this man had struggled in this condition and said he saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case. Jesus knows how long you've been struggling with something in your life, the issues, the difficulties. The Lord knows all about it. God knows how long you've been in that case. But you know, the Lord knew exactly where that man was that day. Jesus came and found him there, knew he'd been there a long time. The Lord knows where you are this morning. He does. He knows exactly where you are. You know that word Bethesda is translated to mean house of mercy. Well, you're here in the house of mercy today. God knows where you are. He knows the condition of your heart. He knows what you need. If you need to be made whole, the Lord is holding out an offer to you this morning. Wilt thou be made whole? Well, We know the man had to respond to the Lord's offer. Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And he did exactly what the Lord told him to do. It said immediately he rose up and he began to walk. We must do the same. We have to respond. Jesus didn't just heal that man automatically. That man could have just sat there looking at Jesus But he had to exercise some faith. He had to stand up. He had to take the Lord at his word. He had to make that first step. And the Lord did exactly what he promised he would do. You know, the work can't be completed until we're willing to do the same. The Lord makes all these wonderful promises to us. Again, the Lord is offering wholeness to everyone here who may be broken or bound in sin. Jesus can set you free. He wants to do it. But you have to respond to that offer. You know, there is a difference between being healed and being made whole. Jesus healed lots of people in the Bible. It says multitudes came out and the Lord touched them all at different times. Many of them probably never became Christ's disciple. He healed them physically. But there's a difference between being healed and being made whole. The word heal means to fix, to mend, to rehabilitate, or to cleanse. The word whole means to be rescued, saved, delivered, and transformed. One deals with temporal blessings. The other deals with spiritual blessings and eternal blessings. You know, it's possible to be healed but not to be made whole. We read one more account in Luke chapter 17. Verses 11 through 19, it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Interesting, the the writer here mentions he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. One of the least deserving in the eyes of the world, but yet one of the most appreciative, one of the most grateful And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Whole. Man, restored spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually restored. All ten had been healed, but only one was made whole. What made the difference? You know what made the difference was one had a heart of gratitude and thankfulness for what Jesus had done for him. We would all probably consider these nine others ungrateful. But as I think about this account, I thought, Lord, who do I most resemble? Do I look like the nine who had a wonderful healing? I go on my way, go throughout my business, enjoy the blessings of the Lord day after day without even stopping to thank the Lord? Or am I like that one leper? I pray that I am. I want to be the one that will glorify and thank the Lord for the blessings. Take the time to be thankful. He came back and he fell before the Lord. And it says that man was made whole. You know, the other nine, really, they left in a bad condition. They were physically well, but they were still spiritually broken. Yet this man, because of his gratefulness and his thankfulness to the Lord, Received wholeness and healing. You know, if you ask that man what the best day of his life was, he wouldn't say it was the day the Lord healed him. It was the day the Lord saved him. That's far more important. Physical health is a wonderful thing, and uh, we appreciate it when we have it, but how much more important is it to be spiritually whole? And the Lord wants to make every one of us spiritually whole. You know, Jesus was willing to be broken so that we could be made whole. The Word tells us in Isaiah 53.5, it says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. The Lord paid the price. The Lord holds out that offer even today. You know, the choice is up to you. The only thing the Lord won't violate is your free will and your right to choose. But if you want to be made whole this morning, the Lord can make you whole. He can if you'll respond uh, the same way that that leper did with faith and in gratitude and thankfulness to the Lord. If you'll respond the same way that man did by uh, doing what the Lord tells you to do, the Lord will heal you today. He'll make you whole. Maybe it's something like unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. You know, that can make you sick. Not just physically sick, but spiritually sick. The Lord can make you whole. Whatever the need is, God has a power. That's why He came. He's here this morning. He holds out that offer to you. It's up to you to receive from the Lord, but you can today. Let's sing 483 and come and seek the Lord.